while being run ragged by a four-year-old who is so conversational. And it was great. Dude. All right. So this kid had a birthday, the likes of which it's incomparable. Uh, One of the pump trucks from the fire department showed up and did a full on like fire safety demonstration. Uh, We got to like shoot the cannons. Like I got to like fire a full ass like water, not full pressure, but like fire off like a hose that went like 200 feet in the air. And Jacoby was on top of the fire truck with like the cannon on top of it with his mom and dad and firing it off. And Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a, a thing. Um, Amazing, totally amazing, but also just like, Jesus, how are you going to outdo yourselves? But that has kind of prevented me from, not prevented me, I held off on giving him his birthday gift from me, which is a book about ABCs, but it's the ABCs of like racing, like, uh, like, Mm. yeah, yeah. So it's like all formula one ta- uh like all that so it's like literally nice. like a is for aerodynamics and then like mm-hmm. all the way up through as many terms as is possible um so i gotta give that to him tomorrow and we'll like sit down and like really get into it um nice yeah yeah but i figured why not it's proper proper uncle stuff right there i like that. yeah 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 i figured i was like oh i could I could do this thing. I could like really do it. So that's what I'm going for. I'm going for fun uncle who also is really into formula one. And he's also like really mechanical and loves to like fix stuff. So I was like, Oh, well the next book I'm going to get you is going to be in that series too. And it's going to be all about the engineering side of F1 and, you can turn wrenches. You don't just have to be a driver, like all that cool stuff that we didn't really know about when we were kids. So, you know. And then it's just two more books after that before he gets uh, Adrian Newey's How to Build a Car. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then the following book will be a book he wrote himself um, mm-hmm. about it. He's growing up in a very specific community. Yes. That's going to be very predisposed towards, yeah, that yeah. sort of, uh, that sort of setup. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait. I like it. Um, all right. Well, do you want to get into our pod racing? Do you want to, you want to do this? Do a little, let's do a little nice, relaxing, mellow summertime, summer break mm-hmm. pod racing. Folks, welcome to the F1 Files. This is our very chill, very relaxed, summer break issue, Formula One podcast. We are just a couple of fans who have loved this forever. Uh, I am one of those fans and one of those hosts. My name is Corey Willis. I'm a writer-actor-improviser coming to you live from the Hamptons. Woo, 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 woo. And this is John Lepore. I'm a creative consultant designing the future for film, technology, and automotive. Uh, All right. So, Corey, first off, it's wonderful to have you out here on the East Coast, even though we're not sitting, uh, you know, in the same room as we're doing this. Or even on Um, the same, like, 
I'm on an island off the coast of New York, but yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, we're still in different states, but we're in the general approximate <laughs> northeast New York City metro area. No. Uh, and I'll be seeing you. Well, we'll we'll ha- we'll have one more podcast in the can before I'm seeing you on your turf mm-hmm. out west, yeah. which will be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's a mellow, uh, mellow summertime. Very not a whole, summertime. yeah, it's the, it's the summer break, uh, mm-hmm. from everything that I understand racers left and right are cutting loose, getting a little time off, uh, mm-hmm. and pretty much everybody except for like Danny Rick, who has said like, he was like, I've been on break all season long. Like yeah. I'm going to be in the gym for the next three weeks getting yeah. ready to do, you know, anything that I can to sharpen myself up even further uh, for the next race. Is there, have you seen any uh, summer goings on or just casual stuff from any of the drivers that was of any interest to you? Uh, I did see uh, one instance uh, of someone in a car that felt very summery and it was, uh, it was just like a screen grab or like a, a quick, quick picture of, uh, of Pierre Gasly, um, sitting in his, uh, Alpine, uh, like eyes closed, looking like he was taking a nap while he was in the garage. Uh, I think it was like, mm. uh, the F one troll Instagram account, but that was otherwise I haven't really seen much, uh, much action as far as like drivers doing things um i did oh also this is going to be like a pretty casual chill summer edition uh summer break edition of the f1 files uh but that doesn't mean that we are not going to spend pretty much the whole thing in johnny's trash corner um that's right yeah it's it's probably the chillest corner of the f1 files there's no judgment yeah. In the trash corner. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. I got, I got one that popped up, uh, today or yesterday, mm-hmm. which was, uh, uh, via Susie Wolf, Toto Wolf's wife, nice. uh, mother of their children via her Instagram account. Uh, she's got a series of pictures, you know, a little, you know, swipe through all the pictures. And the very last one is Toto apparently with a broken left arm from a mountain biking accident that mm. he got himself into on, on summer break. My so, God. What a, what know. an, what an aggressive way to start your summer break, Toto. Um, yeah. Especially because he's going to now have to like be very gentle with the way that he smashes headphones. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. like, so it's, he's got a, he's got a cast that like goes from the bicep like all the way down to the wrist. Oh no. And I'm just imagining like him him like, you know, banging both <laughs> fists against the table and then that one hurting so much that he like, you know, is angered and then bangs again on the table and just becomes this sort of like self-perpetuating <laughs> cycle of Toto rage. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't wait to see the, like the, when they do the slow-mo replays, like when they make sure that whatever camera is pointed into the Mercedes garage is the camera that's got the full, like, you know, 500 frames per second, slow-mo capabilities. Like it's, that's a smart move. It's a brilliant, brilliant decision. And to be able to play back those, uh, 
that those bits of total rage in in hyper slow mo it, it brings me joy always. Even my kids recognize it as like they're always like, "Oh, he's the he's the guy that throws the headphones." I'm like, "Yep, that's <laughs> yes, him. yes, that's it's him. Toto, that's the man." Uh, yeah. So that that's a that's a fun little a uh, fun little start. Um, and then also uh, uh, circling back to uh, Alpine. Um, I know I tried to send you, I, I tried and failed to send you a link, uh, but there is, uh, an interview. It's all good, baby. It's just chill, chill summertime. Chill summer. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, Andrew Benson, who is the chief writer for F1 at the BBC, uh, sits down with Fernando Alonso for like one of the most chill sounding, Mm. like, it sounds like Fernando Alonso is in a chaise lounge, uh, being fanned by someone, um, while Andrew Benson tries to like casually ask him about all of the past basically 12 months so from his announcement um of leaving alpine uh to like the oscar piastri stuff to what he thinks otmar needs to do and i think one of the most beautiful things i've ever heard was uh fernando alonso talking about how Otmar needs to shut his mouth right now uh because wow yeah cuz he's wow yeah he's still continuing and this was i think just before the grand prix weekend so like it's oh, even God. funnier that it came out after Otmar got like fired halfway through or not even a, a day into the last grand prix before summer break um and like he was like, oh, yeah, uh, it felt like Otmar just wasn't respecting me. Like, he was questioning my age and questioning my physical fitness. And uh, and it was weird because, you know, um, I've been painted as the bad guy. I've been painted as the bad guy this whole time, uh, which he's like, you know, you know what? It, someone's got to be the bad guy. I'll be the bad guy. And quite frankly, he's like, they painted Oscar as a bad guy, too. And we're not the bad guys. This is just like someone looking for a story. And Andrew Benson was like, well, do you like being the bad guy? And he's like, not particularly. I mean, I don't really enjoy it, but like, you know, everybody's got a role to play. And, uh, and it's just like, but you, so it sounds like you kind of do, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, yep. Yeah. And then he literally was like, oh yeah. So even after Aston Martin started doing really well, Otmar is continuing to run his mouth and talk about how promising Alpine's future is, even with their performance loss and us doing so well. And yeah, we've suffered a slight performance loss too at Aston Martin and some of our competitors have kind of caught up with us a little bit, but I think Otmar needs to shut his mouth. And it was just like, oh, oh, I love, I love hearing Fernando Alonso tell his former boss and maybe future pseudo boss. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shut yep. his mouth. It was great. It was so great. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the thing that really, I was like sinking my teeth into. I, I think I listened to that interview like two and a half times. I listened to it falling asleep. It was wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was kind of, uh, that was kind of the highlight of my week was that. And then just some other, kind of sort of rumors about um what's going to happen with Carlos 
Uh, yep. Yep, yep. 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 So that's what, have you heard anything else about that? Just, I mean, just this vague rumor that Carlos signs has signed a pre contract. Mm-hmm. He, he, pre-contracted all over the place oh, God. Uh, yeah. with, uh, <laughs> with Sauber Audi or mm-hmm. Audi Sauber mm-hmm. yep. or Saudi. I don't know. The, uh, the Souders. With the Saudis. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so he's, it sounds like, uh, and this is for 25, I yes. believe, or maybe it's 26, but basically it was to say like, you know, um, the the idea or the logic behind it was that like this is uh, effectively his like safety net or his backup in case he gets booted from Ferrari, which like I mean Ferrari's in no position to get rid of anyone, but I guess you no. know it's it's still the same sort of thing like you know when you work for uh, a incompetent organization, you know part of that incompetence could be getting rid of the most important people yeah. that are yep. there. Um, so yep. yeah, I get yep. it. Uh, makes, makes sense. So yeah, you know, I think that's, that's interesting to hear. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do some digging. I don't think his father ever through rally racing had a strong connection with Audi. I mean, no. Audi was more or less out of, you know, WRC probably by the time that, you know, Carlos Sainz senior was prominent in mm-hmm. world rally championship. Yeah. I think it's just but, the extreme E. I think that's the only mm-hmm. like real tie that the signs family has, uh, to Audi. Um, which is like, yeah, it's like Audi is like the title sponsor of Carlos signs seniors, uh, extreme E team. Um, okay. So that's, I think that's the closest tie that they have to kind of like rally. I don't know. Um, I'm assuming that, that's all going to fall apart uh, just because, you know, uh, Valtteri Baltas is going to all of a sudden like come on form and Zhou Guan Yu is showing some real promise as like the yeah. other driver there too. So, yep. I don't know. Uh, I did also hear uh, my buddy Cola, I think she mentioned something about there may be some sort of maneuvering where Carlos is looking for the same contract as uh, Charles. And if Charles doesn't, or if he doesn't get that same contract that he had been like kind of talking to uh, Alpine as well uh, as like another Hmm. option maybe, but it's like, well, who are they? They're not going to get rid of Pierre Gasly and they're certainly not going to get rid of Esteban Ocon. I mean, that's like, I feel like Alpine getting rid of Esteban Ocon would be almost the same as Mercedes getting rid of Lewis or Red Bull getting rid of Max. Like they just have, they've put so much faith in that guy and he's so French and like, is so proud to be a part of a French organization that I can't imagine that they would get rid of him and, they spent so much time and effort and money to get Pierre Gasly too, uh, also to sign with them. I, I don't know. Um, yep. But here's the thing, Johnny. If if Ferrari does the dumb thing of dropping Carlos signs, I would love to see Danny Rick 
hop over into a Ferrari. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. we've never even considered that as an option because it's never been like an option. It's always like, oh no, he's going to go to Red Bull. He's going to take over Checo's seat, like for sure. But yeah. if Ferrari gets like tired of Carlos, I could see them going like, all right, you're gone. Danny Rick, do you want a car that's going to be directly competitive with Max and you don't have to worry about all like the Red Bull drama and all the pressure behind them? Um, so we'll see. I mean, who knows? This is silly season is just starting to peek its tiny little head out uh, from its yeah. shell right now. So <laughs> we will <laughs> we will see. Uh, um, yeah, the yeah. silly yeah, the silly season is just beginning to crown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. F one is dilated uh, several centimeters, <laughs> and silly season is because it's not a breach. It's not a breach. It's like a, a proper yeah, 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 like yeah. head first yeah. discovery. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we'll see. What, well, what's up? I mean, I I like the sound of that because I'm all for anything that keeps Danny Rick out of the second Red Bull seat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And along those lines, there's some random shenanigans that was, you know, getting talked about this past mm-hmm. week. Supposedly, Sergio Perez has a clause in his contract that his contract, I don't know that it's like his contract is fully null and void but that his contract is allowed to be modified if he is not within i think it is 124 points of his teammate i'm gonna confirm this exact amount uh it is it's sorry 124 is a obnoxiously arbitrary number it is 125 points yes yeah he is currently in the championship 125 points behind his teammate. Exactly. My God. And God. that to me, and also just that being like, you know, shouted out into the streets, like that's just it's just gross. dirty. It's so it's gross. Such a such a rough, like I like I just don't get the I mean, I get I get it. I understand it. It's there, but it's also like Red Bull's way of like, rather than being like, Hey, if you are below, you know, third or fourth in the driver's standings, then we're going to penalize you yeah, because we think we've got you the equipment, but instead they're like, here's, here's the equipment that we're giving you. We think it's the best and you'll be in second place and you'll still be very comfortable, perhaps so comfortable that you could have, you know, over a hundred point delta between you and your teammate and still be in second place. And that's just, God, that's just rough. That's it's, it's been referenced a few times as like that second seat being uh, a poison chalice. And like that just reconfirms. I'm continually like every time I think of it, I try to think of like, what's the most uncomfortable chair in the world? Like, you know, what Mm -hmm. is it? Is it like, you know, uh, a, 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 you know, metal stool in one of these like Mad Max, uh, cars that's running around, uh, or, or no, is it, you know, some sort of like iron maiden like chair 
or is it just full on like it's the electric chair? It's the you know it's the chair that you sit it's, in. It's an moments electric before you die. You know, it's it's an electric chair that has been designed by H.R. Giger. So it's just like, oh jeez, yeah. it's needlessly just draconian, like uh, the sponge that they like wet your head with uh is like somehow made of like actual sponge and not like yep. uh like yeah like the actual life form like a sea sponge so it's just like calcified and dried out but technically it's a sponge um yep. yeah and like the the straps that you 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 put their wrist through are like they they like give you the stigmata um yeah like yeah just need like Dude, you're gonna die anyways. Was was why does it need to be a torturous death? Uh, and that's what Red Bull is. That's uh, that second seat. Um, it's, it's the torturous death for any anyone yeah. who dares. Yeah, which I don't. Uh, I don't mm. know how the 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 bottom has to fall out at some point. Also, there's no way that Sergio's team or someone who cares about Sergio in any way leaked that information, right? If that is true or started that yeah. rumor, like that's definitely from the Red Bull side just to put out. Yeah. Just to keep like lighting a fire. Yeah. Just to, just to turn the wattage up on the electric chair, just a little bit, just a little, they keep it at it. They keep it at a pretty low hum because mm-hmm. they, they can't afford to actually kill the driver. Yeah. They just need to like, you know, keep them, keep them on edge perpetually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. It's, it's like one of those light, but like I have a light bulb on my porch and it's like outdoor lighting. And ever since I got it, like the string of lights, like one of the filaments is just, just ragged enough has like just enough of like a breakage that when the light isn't on the current actually like completes the circuit and allows the filament to kind of like flop up and hit the actual like metal tube that it's connected to. But it's like it's as soon as I turn the light off, like you see the filament drop out. It's like, oh no, you gotta keep that. If I just kept those lights on all the time, I wouldn't have that problem. And that's pretty much what Red Bull does with its second driver. It's like we could just we could just like turn them off and like get rid of them. We could just fire this guy mid season. But instead, let's like let's just keep it buzzing just a little bit. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't like the, the smell of Sergio's hair burning slowly. (laughs) Like it's just, it's not pleasant. It's not cool. And I mean, like, you know, I get it. And Sergio's, you know, I think he's doing a decent job of dealing with the insane pressure, but he's also having challenges and he's clearly, you know, having, having some tough times in that seat. But yeah, it's just like it can't. It, it doesn't seem like the conditions are there, no, for things to get better for him or for him to be, you know, supported in any way, shape, or form. And so I feel for him. Uh, yeah, and I don't want I don't want Danny Rick anywhere near that seat. That's no. my that's my feeling. That seat is uh, it's just like yeah. It's also why would you, I mean? It's crazy to think that the better option is for Danny Rick to go to Ferrari. Like that is literally a better option. That feels like how, how are we in this position? 
like even as like fans like uh yeah it's like do we want him to go to ferrari do we want him to stay at alpha towery where his car is like kind of unproductive and he has to really work every weekend much harder to prove himself and uh, i feel like at least at ferrari the the pressure and the accountability is no longer on on the driver there at that point like it's almost like yeah hey you know what even if you kind of blow it we're still just going to blame it on the team because they're so incompetent um he's also daniel ricardo ricciardo he's like like he's italian like ancestry like it would make sense for him to go to yeah he's italian-y he's italian-ish right um i feel like his somewhere along the way his like great-grandparents were in italy at some point um yeah yeah, sure. Uh, it's a better fit than it's a better fit than Red Bull, in my opinion. I, I and I think he'll get so much more money if that is an option for him to go. Not that mm-hmm. Danny Rick needs any more money. He already got an eighteen million dollar payout to not drive for six months. It's like, I don't think he really needs the money, but yeah, I think he's if there's a driver out there who has earned the right to like really put the screws to multiple teams. I think it's Danny Rick. I think he's proven himself. He left Red Bull of his own accord because he was like, Oh no, they're focusing on max. No way. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not playing that game. I'm not playing that game. Uh, I was already second fiddle to Sebastian Vettel. I was, I was already, I came in, replaced the replacement. And then like, they brought in the new hotness and now I'm like second fiddle again. No way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't imagine he wants to go back there again, just to know for certain that he's going to be second fiddle to a driver who could stick around for five, 10 years or could retire next year. You know, um, <sighs> so tricky. What a tricky spot, but I just don't want, I, I agree, John. I don't want him to go to Red Bull. I, I'll, I would, yeah. I think I would, might rather see him at Alpha Towery and just stay there and struggle. <laughs> I, also, I also don't want to see Yuki go there. I don't want to see anyone. Yeah. I think Max should just not have a teammate. That's, that's fair. If Sergio, if they fire Sergio, Max should just be like, okay, I don't need a teammate. He's clearly proving that he doesn't need one now. He's winning the Drivers' Championship and the Constructors' Championship with little to no help from Sergio. So hmm. does the team get a payout from the drivers? They get ranking. They get nothing. It is all bragging. And that's so if max and max is currently winning the constructors championship Mm -hmm. by himself, if you remove Sergio's points, Red Bull, would Red still Bull be are still winning. So I mean, yeah. at this not, point, but not by like a significant, like not an insurmountable lead. If you remove Sergio, but yeah, <laughs> if you pretend that half of their points don't count, um, I mean, maybe you know, Red Bull should just do like 
they should have like a guest like celebrity seat <laughs> in the car every every weekend you know hey, just turn it into like circus of the stars i was gonna say yeah like dancing with the stars like uh yeah. just just slot brad just Pitt in like there. and this yeah this weekend <laughs> max verstappen's teammate is emerald lagasse yeah. sure why not yeah we what actually didn't even give him a seat fitting. We just like threw him in yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> he asked us, he said, this thing's automatic, right? And we said, uh, something like that. Go for it, Emerald. Yeah, yeah. And he went, bam, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. We said it didn't It'll have a great. clutch, and he was like, okay, that's enough. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know what what's going to happen with him. Um Anything else happened this that like over the past week that that kind of popped up on your radar F1 was? So there's a a couple layers of appropriately seedy gross stuff happening around the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Mm. We're getting closer to it. Mm-hmm. This this whole thing is such a major investment yeah. from the sport unlike they have ever made before. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this previously, but just to recap, this is the first time ever that Formula One is effectively financing the event. Every other Formula One race on the calendar is the individual venues Mm -hmm. are in charge of, you know, hosting and getting everything set up. And not only that, but the individual venues pay Formula One for the right to host the race. Yep. And... Vegas is being, you know, financed by Formula One themselves as this massive opportunity. And so, uh, you know, Vegas, an interesting place where on occasion there's some slippery things that go on from a business perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Not that that shocking. Yeah. to me, one of the most fascinating uh, is it Sam Rothstein. Te- you're, you're telling me the town that was founded by Bugsy Siegel, the notorious gangster, was it somehow has like a checkered past and can't shake from that? Hmm. Weird. So right now, what's going on is Formula One is mm-hmm. going to all of the hotels and casinos and venues lining the racetrack that's like part of the whole like appeal is we're going to race cars on the las vegas strip like what a glorious thing that is if you're going to do it in las vegas we're not going to like do it somewhere out in the middle of the desert we're not going to set up something at las vegas speedway which is a thing that exists Mm -hmm. we're going to race on the las vegas strip so that the cars race by all the hotels and casinos and the neon lights and just everything However, if you're one of those hotels, you have a restaurant or a club mm-hmm. that has a viewable sight line to the race. Yeah. Formula One are going to each one of these businesses individually and are saying, here's the deal. I hope you've had a wonderful time for the past, <laughs> you know, nine months selling passes for, you know, when we have the race Mm -hmm. and saying, Hey, we've got a beautiful view of the racetrack or we're adjacent to the racetrack or whatnot. Yeah. Your room has a view of the strip. Now it'll have a view of the, the grand prix, the inaugural, whatever. Yeah. 
So they are saying that if you have a view for each individual patron or customer, or basically they are doing it by the maximum capacity of any of these restaurants, they're saying if you have, if your restaurant can hold X number of people, you need to pay us $1,500 per person. So if you've got a nice large restaurant or club that can fit, uh, let's see, uh, a thousand or fifteen hundred people in it, not yeah. uncommon for yeah. a fancy Vegas joint, then right now you have to pay us two to two and a half million dollars. Yep. And if you don't, we just might happen to be setting up signs or banners or giant spotlights that will obscure your view. The thing that I've heard specifically threatened is that yeah. we'll set up lights that are meant to like accentuate your restaurant or your hotel by shining them directly inwards into yep. the place so that you can't look out the window. So like they're literally like they're basically just being like, we're going to, uh, you know, carpet bomb the entire you know uh the the entire las vegas strip with sarin gas and you mm -hmm. have to buy gas masks from us for fifteen hundred dollars a piece yeah no matter now, what. this is like this is a classic move right like this is like a this is a move that was uh what, what do we what do we call this like this is like a protection scheme basically yeah. like oh, yeah, kinda, yeah. Kinda yeah. Deal? it's it's the like nice place you got here it'd be a real shame if we set up high powered lighting systems to blind everyone in it, like it's like, what? Yeah. I didn't No, I didn't. We, what, what if we don't, what if we don't want that? Um, yeah. One of the other things that they were saying was that they were going to just like full on, like put up barriers, like just like yeah. physical wall barriers, yep. like not even yeah. construct grandstands, just put up barrier. And that's going to be, the back they will the people in the hotel will be looking at the backside of an advertisement like i'm just imagining that it's like when someone gets a crippling injury during the olympics and they bring the like the barricades out just to like you know obscure the view we'll see that we'll see that going on so the other the other piece of the puzzle uh as you know would be befitting to the nature of everything Las Vegas Grand Prix is it was reported, I think in the last 24 or 48 hours that the costs are like spiraling out of control, which to me just means that like, this is a, you know, reservoir dog style standoff where, you know, Vegas is gouging the hotels and everybody else is gouging F1. Yeah. Uh, you know, predictably because, you know, they've, they, they, they certainly can't, you know, they can't change anything now they're, they're doing this yeah. and every single expense in terms of all their next levels of, you know, uh, construction and whatnot are all going through the roof and the, the folks organizing it have basically just been like, it's still, you know. We're still in line with the, you know, the benefits that we expected to receive. We may just be, you know, 
uh, evaluating those more on the long-term benefits that we'll be receiving from this God. event. So, uh, you know, I expect there to be a little more chaos between now and the Vegas Grand Prix just around like, you know, more <laughs> insane extortion schemes, uh, yeah. crazy desperate measures to make sure that they're still able to pull this thing off. And basically like, you know, they're probably trapped in a really bad spot where uh, everyone, everyone else who's also incredibly shady are now able to just milk oh, yeah. Formula One for everything they've got. And, you know, uh, tensions are rising amongst local residents with, you know, construction and whatnot. There's getting to be more and more reports about, you know, locals, uh, you know, d- describing it as a as a nightmare, uh, you know, watching this development go on and, and whatnot. So, God, what... <sighs> I mean, it's not going to get better. Like, it is only going to get more chaotic and more disgusting. Uh, what do you, I mean, and they just signed, before the first Grand Prix even happened, they signed like a 10 year deal with them or something like that. Like, it's, or a five year deal or something yeah. like that, where they're like, oh no, we're going to keep doing this Grand Prix. So, if it falls apart this aggressively on the first go round, what do you think is going to happen three years from now? Like, are they going to pull the contract? Like what, what, what does that look like? I think it's, I think it's going to go through. I think it's going to work. I think it's going to land. I think there's so much money going into it. I just think it's going to be, you know, it's just going to be a thing where like they're, Five million dollar wedding, yeah, ends up turning into a fifteen million dollar wedding, and that additional ten million dollars, like almost all, arises in the final like ninety six hours before the event. You know, like it's just going to be like one thing after another, and they're just going to be like, whatever, we're already committed. Let's just keep burning it. And I mean, it's crazy to me that like there's still you know the the paddock building is still very much under construction. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's a very sophisticated and elaborate building. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be like one of these like HGTV sh- renovation shows or whatnot, where it's like the night before <laughs> race weekend. And like, they're literally just still like, you know, like quick, we got to paint the walls. And then yeah. someone's like, sorry, I painted the glass. Well, then paint all the glass. So it all matches, you know, and it's just this like insane frenzy to get this thing together and uh-huh. it'll get done. It'll be, it'll be finished, but there will probably also be like stories of, you know, people who are, you know, like, oh, I, you know, sat down on my, on my seat and the, you know, red paint on my seat was still wet and yeah. got stuck to my leather pants, you know? Well, it was like, it's, uh, like, look how, look how humiliating it was. And this is, I'm not a Floridian, so I don't really care. Um, but look how humiliating it was at the Miami Grand Prix when they revealed that the Marina was going to just be like laminated floors that look like marina bay water or whatever it's supposed to be like i hope i really hope that there's some 
positive takeaways from that. It sounded like there was positive takeaways from, you know, LL Cool J introducing the the drivers this yeah. year in Miami, right? And just like some of those shenanigans. Like it sounded like there was at least some resonating sense of like, okay, some of this is getting a little too far, but like who knows? Because Vegas knows no limits. Yeah. And yeah. I'm very, I'm very, very worried about what what sort of shenanigans, what yeah. full scale, what degree of shenanigans we can't even begin to anticipate could somehow be a part of this uh yeah, I this just absolute insane show that I'm, is gonna go on. I'm thinking of uh of Will Farrell in uh in old school when they go to the marriage counselor. Uh and she's like, No, you can be honest in this place. And he's like, Well, like, what if like she's wearing some like some underwear that like I didn't even know existed? Like, I feel like that's mm-hmm. where we're at right now with yeah. the run up to the Vegas Grand Prix. We're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's it's real, it's looking pretty sleazy and pretty bad. But we have we're no gonna, idea. We're gonna we're gonna somehow of. like yeah, like the people, like the writers of uh if you're a fan of the the HBO show uh Righteous Gemstones, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the writers of Righteous Gemstones will be like taking notes yeah. from the Las Vegas Grand Prix in terms of like how to make things grandiose to the point of maximum cringe yeah and uh you know i'm kind of here for it you know uh i hope there's some i hope there's some other stuff that's like lavish and insane but in a cool and at least tangentially racing related way but yeah you know guess we'll see you know what i what i'm really looking forward to and f1 again we are open to being hired as consultants. So I'll say that before I say this idea, which is y'all need to time the Bellagio fountains to perfectly match up with the F1 intro. Like that needs to be Mm -hmm. like a thing that happens. And then also maybe have it timed up to like, who are we kidding? The Dutch and Austrian national anthems uh, so yep. that they can be, I mean, yeah, you could do some of the other anthems too, but like, let's be realistic here. Who is probably going to, I mean, I know it's the end of the season and everyone's supposedly going to have caught up to Red Bull, but like, I don't know. I, I don't have that much faith. Not quite. I don't have that much faith that the further we're at the summer break and we're like, feeling, everyone will catch up to Sergio. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of has caught up to Sergio at this point. Yes. So yes. Very whoosh, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm I am with you, John. I am excited to see how bad this can get. Uh the the formula cringe is like is being kicked into a gear that like we haven't we didn't know existed. Uh so yep. I guess looking for sorta, I guess I'm looking forward to that. Um Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a big question mark. That's a really big question mark. Um, anything pop up, uh, about like any of the drivers concern has any, like, have any of the drivers mentioned anything about it? I feel like that's something that I think, I think the drivers are just gassed. I think the drivers know it's going to be a ego inflating spectacle, the likes of which that they've never seen. And, you know, uh, Vegas is a good place to be a, yeah 
prominent figure of any kind, right? And to just, you know, there will be, I'm sure, a lot of, you know, Mm. stories that leak out of shenanigans, you know, pre and post race weekend of what was going on uh, in and around the space. Also, like, as, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be basically like the financial fever pitch of Formula One, like all the, the, it is, it is, this is not a race in the United States that'll be attended, you know, by Americans. It's going to be like, no, it's just the most wealthy people on the planet are going to all swoop in there. And then in Vegas style, everyone will just, you know, they'll just kind of go for broke and there will be no limits and lots of totally unhinged behavior. And, uh, yeah, Uh, Yeah. it'd be be interesting to, uh, interesting to see. And it's proximity to LA. Like there's just going to be so, there'll be so many celebrities there. I want to see, I want to, I want to start taking bets on like what driver gets like run over by Las Vegas. Like what driver didn't realize that they weren't built for Vegas. Like I want to see some like, Yuki Sonoda went way too hard yeah. on Friday on on Thursday night and wasn't able to attend uh you know practice one on on Friday morning. You yeah. Know? I feel like Yuki I, I was just immediately like which driver could mm, I think it's probably going to be Yuki. I I just I have a I have a I have mm-hmm. a sinking feeling that Yuki Sonoda is going to go way too hard. And by that I mean maybe Danny Rick will be like Yuki, let's go out. Like let's what w- yeah. We'll go out on Wednesday night. We'll have the full media day to like recover and then we'll get into Friday practice. And then Yuki's going to be like, I have never truly experienced a hangover until I went out with Daniel Ricardo. Yep. Just before the Vegas Grand Prix. Like he's, we were, we were drinking out of things that no one has ever drinking out of before. Yeah. 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 They're going to have to figure out a way to do, uh, like run the drinks bottle in reverse. <laughs> it's just so he can be like yep. <laughs> in the car. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it's not, it's, ugh, yep. it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty for at least one of the drivers. I'd say, yeah, Yuki is most likely to go too hard. Who else might go really hard there? Um, me? I think Danny Rick can hold his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine that. I mean, he's Australian and he's also like Danny Rick. So mm-hmm. like in addition to being a heavy drinker uh, and someone who's a party animal. Yeah. I think it's George Russell. Uh, George Russell can't like keep his head out of the toilet uh, all day on Friday. Also thinking like he's that, just, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking George Russell like thinking that like, Oh, it's fine. I'll just go out and I'll be James Bond. I'll go out and have some martinis in Vegas. And it's like, mm, no, no, mm-hmm. that's, that's not going to work. Or, or he goes missing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's found like, you know, like naked on a pool float the next morning, uh, you know, <laughs> sunburnt and, and whatnot. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. I, I can't, I can't wait to see, the like the literal hangover from Vegas leading into it's Abu Dhabi is the next race after Vegas, right? Like it's the penultimate I believe race. So, this yeah. Year. yeah. We'll see. We'll see what, who gets out of there unscathed. I can't imagine that every driver does though. Um, 
Hmm. Is there anybody else? Like, I don't think that anyone from Alpine, I think the Ferrari guys will be okay. Lewis is not a party animal at all, so he'll be fine. Um, Max is like, he'll be too busy going to like a, a 3d arcade so that he can like race on someone else's <laughs> sim. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. yeah. And then it's going to, there's going to be a huge conter- uh, contingency for Sergio though, because it's so close to Mexico. Yep. Um, yeah. So we'll see some like wildly successful Mexican billionaires, uh, up there flaunting their stuff. Um, yep. But yeah, I want to say like, Maybe Logan Sargent gets a little bit squirrely there too, maybe, because it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see him getting all amped up on, you know, patriotic yeah. patriotic vibes, and uh, it just, yeah, yeah, it could get, it could go south real quick. Yeah, because he was like, I He's really He's the like- guy that decides to do the, like, the uh, jet-powered, like, Iron Man suit thing <laughs> or whatnot. Uh, like they did at, what was that the Austrian Grand Prix where the dude, like... Like yeah, one of them broke he, and he, he just like biffed. He, yeah, yeah, he biffed it super hard. Yeah, oh, it'll be it'll be something something like that. Um. Oh, one thing that popped up uh, on my radar over the past couple of weeks. I think this actually happened between our uh, uh, the last record and the the previous one was uh, Nikki uh, came out. Um. Uh, Nicholas Latifi came out and announced what he was going to be mm. doing, which is. He got into the London School of Business, so he's going to be. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. He's going for his MBA in uh, in London, which is like not at all surprising. Um, he was like, I think he's he said he'd like always had like an an eye out for finance and always kind of like looked towards that as what he would do after he finished up with F one, uh, and. Now that he's finished with F1, yeah, why not get into the uh London school? Yeah, let's get into let's let's get into the business school in London and crush it. Um maybe end up owning a team someday cuz he's got like a ton of like family money already, I think. That's like sure. what's yeah, going yeah. on with him. Um yeah, but that was that was really nice to hear from him and he was like, "Hey, I've been I know that I kind of disappeared and like I have seen everyone's words and I have seen people wondering where I am and hoping that I'm okay. And like, it's really warmed my heart, but I needed a big break from F1 and uh, he earned it. He earned it. Um, he, he earned that break. He was an integral part of too much. <laughs> Uh, yeah i mean it's still kind of like a little too responsible for you know i mean only through chance yeah it's not the most responsible party but he certainly played a role in yeah the yeah. end of the 2021 20, season yeah, that we he, don't speak about yep yep tiffy i don't know if there's like i'm trying to think of like what the business equivalent of of like you know bringing a red flag out on the track and just like grinding everything to a halt and uh, and whatnot um i'm thinking like some like better call saul type stuff where it's like james mcgill uh comes in and and messes around with uh what's what was his name um howard hamlin like kind of like threw his <laughs> life into disarray uh just to kind of get back at him and make him look ridiculous but that analogy kind of falls apart because like 
Howard Hamlin would have been Lewis Hamilton in this. And I think that Lewis is not a Howard Hamlin. Anyways. Um, Godspeed, Latifi. Yeah. We'll see you. We'll see you goating it up yeah. somewhere else. Uh, maybe, maybe owning or partially owning one of these new F1 teams that may make their mm. way in. Um, oh, so that's another thing. I think in the next either one or two weeks, um, MBS is going to make a formal announcement of like who's made it to the next round of potential yeah. new team bachelor yeah. in paradise situation uh, <laughs> that that he's carefully controlling now that like the rules are clear that like nobody talks about entering formula one while you are trying to enter formula one yeah uh and so uh presumably we get an update on team andretti which yeah. i have to imagine has to be the best poised out of all of the teams even though we know there there's at least two or three others that are trying to make their way in so yeah. we'll see and maybe there's some surprises maybe there's some people that have been so stealth about it that we don't even know until yeah. the word drops yeah maybe some maybe there is like a dark horse candidate that's just going to show up and we're going to be like oh my god lamborghini is finally a part of formula yeah. one oh, yep wouldn't that be nice um I mean, I don't know if that would be nice, actually, because then we would quite literally have a tractor company, you know, run, you know, running F1 cars. Um, I mean, as long as they're more competent than yeah, their neighbors. You know? Yeah, that now would be kind of a great time for Lamborghini to get into it just to be like. It actually would. It mm -hmm. would just to slap Ferrari in the face extra hard. I have to imagine there's still some like century old feud that's going on there oh for sure for sure um and then uh what else is there anything else i mean as far as like the f1 movie um uh that is still in uh that's kind of still yeah back i actually forgot to check up and see was there any apex gp cars at spa I think there was, right? I think that they had set up the garage and built out the garage. And I'm guessing that they got like a bunch of just B-roll. Um, yeah. Uh, because they couldn't film the the two primary stars. Um, and I'm assuming that a lot of the other people who are on that production are like the London Guild or the... Um, the 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 british guilds which is like equity and they're not striking technically uh so i don't know we'll yeah. see we'll see I, I i i didn't i saw that they were setting the garages up but i didn't see anything happening uh yeah or read anything about it did you 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 in your friend i haven't Googling? seen any i haven't seen anything about it and i'm i'm looking it up and i'm not seeing any yeah any mention of them appearing in uh, in Belgium. So, hmm. uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if their plans are now frozen and on hiatus. And, you know, as yeah. we discussed an episode or two back, that Oof. that movie is going to be bunted way down yeah. the line. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. I mean, hey, as one of the people uh, who is most deeply affected by this strike, um, yeah, uh, it sucks, but also, sure. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I hope that the people, when they do start production back up, I hope all the people who are not um, uh, Diamond and uh, and Brad get like a ton more money and have a lot more job stability, uh, regardless of the outcome. Um, 
but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, and by that, I mean the outcome of like, when will the movie actually come out Uh, uh, or how far back production needs to get pushed? Um, No matter what, I'm on board with it. As someone who wants to see this movie more than anything, I'm okay with it being kind of shelved for a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. As long as as things work out for everyone's best interests. And by everyone, I mean not Apple. (laughs) I don't want Apple's best interests looked after here at all. That's not necessary. Ah, all right, Johnny. Anything, uh, anything else kind of pop up? I mean, I know it's we're we're chill. We're in the summer, you know. We're we're not. Yeah, doing man. Too no, much. just uh, just some summertime vibes, baby. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do uh over the course of the week. I'm gonna do some some digging into social media to see who is doing what. Because now that I am in an area that has actual internet service. Uh oh yeah yeah oh that's right look I, at you I know I know Rockefeller uh, over here yeah yeah this is so this is this is one of those secrets about the Hamptons is like yeah there's not like great internet service uh except in like very specific places and we were not in one of those specific places you can really get away mm. from everything here <laughs> uh including the ability to communicate with people or they communicate with you. Uh, all right. Well, um, what do you think? Do you think I, I, I truly have no idea, uh, whether or not the stock has gone up this past week, uh, because I haven't been tuned in. What do you, what do you think, Johnny? Uh, I'm going to say the stock is comfortably static right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's staying, it's treading water and that's fine. Yeah. It's summertime. Yeah. It's treading water, uh, but like with like a, a you know a pink flamingo pool float around its waist, yeah, and a uh, and a and a zero point zero Heineken in its hand, uh, <laughs> just just chilling. Yeah, taking it real easy, baby. Uh, I feel like that's a that's a good place to be because we are about to like we were saying we're we're right there at silly season at the start of it, so. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with there being like a little bit of like a a, a chill plateau, a lazy river esque uh, uh, experience with F1 right now because I'm sure we're going to get into like all those weird negotiations and movements, um, especially with like the rumors about Sergio's contract being a little bit weird and a little squishy with gross. Yep, yeah. With Carlos now maybe signing like some sort of weird promissory agreement with Audi. Uh, also kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's very weird. Pretty weird. Pretty, pretty weird. Pretty weird to be a Ferrari driver and go like, yeah, let me like hedge my bets with some other teams. That feels. Yeah. Also very perfect for where Ferrari is right now, where it's like you are literally trying to push one of the best drivers in F1 away from your team. You stole him away from like the Red Bull program, and now you're going to like push him somewhere else. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, so I think the stock is good. I think it's exactly where it needs to be. It's going to be on the uptick before we're ready for it, I think. Yep. Maybe next week we will have like some massive news that shows up, but you know, who knows? Um why don't you uh why don't you tell the folks 
where they can find you out there, Johnny. Hey, you can uh, you can track me down anytime you want via <laughs> my home base of Johnny Motion. If Great. you are in the Los Angeles region, uh, particularly around uh, August 16th and 17th, come on down to the Artificial Conference, which is happening at the Microsoft slash... Uh, what's the other there's Nokia some new name or novo no, no. novo it's the novo, novo the right? microsoft yeah. slash novo theater right no. next to the staples center aka Jizzcoin arena and <laughs> uh uh i'll be i'll be opening the conference with a keynote talk about uh, what it means in this age of rapidly evolving artificial intelligence to be designing positive futures. So come on out and say what's up. Corey, where can the folks find you? Uh, you can find me nowhere near any sort of uh, civilization. I'm way out in the Hamptons Beautiful. for the next week. Uh, but I will be, uh, I will be um, out there in Los Angeles uh, with you uh, at the same time. Um, I'm going to do my best to uh, lead in a uh lead a standing ovation at the end of your keynote speech john i am going to try that um wow. we'll see we'll see <laughs> we'll see how that goes wow i might be the only person who's standing up applauding um hopefully i'm not but uh i'm gonna try and lead one if it doesn't start before i can get to my feet um my god yeah yeah uh so i apologize for that to you but also get ready for it uh yeah yeah um, wow <laughs> i gotta i gotta cancel some flights real quick uh otherwise Oy. yeah you can you can catch me i'm burn cory burn on all the social media stuff uh and uh the f1 files on uh social media and the f1 files pod on instagram i think that's the the proper handle I mean, I haven't been on social media much at all this week, so <laughs> I haven't posted at all, but I promise I'll be posting something. Uh, you can also find me via my website, CoreyPWillis.com. Uh, nice. Uh, and uh, I'd have to say, you can catch up with us the next time, mm. just like we will catch up with you the next time on another mm hopefully super chill edition episode of the f1 files so chill so chill <laughs> <laughs>